Ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for... The Belching Contest. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. I can't run anymore. I'm so sleepy. Shemp is far inferior to Curly, just for the record. Um, Curly or Curly Joe? Ah. Curly. Because you realize that that, that there was uh, Doe as well. And there's Shemp. Shemp's older. Right. Then Curly. And then Curly is like sick, and they get a new guy named Joe Dorita. Right. And he looks like Curly, so they call him Curly Joe Dorita. Right. And for example, he's the one in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. And there is one Three Stooges bit that has the three of them in it. where Curly, the original Curler, they're on like some Curly. train, and Curly is the asleep. Curler, yeah. <laughs> the original Curly is like Curly, asleep curling iron. on this train, and they right. pass is by him. Is this the Olympics? Him, Are we like uh, curling? Because he's looking at himself, you know? Right. Anyway. We're in the Olympics, curling. Curling, yeah. yeah you Canadian, eh? No, that is an excellent sport. Uh, okay. I actually enjoyed curling. I watched some Any of Any sport that you need a hand broom <laughs> yeah. is a sport that I'm into. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. you like following behind the racehorses as so, they shit? You like, that is not part of the sports. You like getting takes a broom. You like getting hornets' nests out of attics. <laughs> Actually, I and use hairspray and a zippo. <laughs> hairspray and a zippo. That will eliminate any bee infestation. You just need a broom, yep. man. All right, so if we're done with the the home hacking tips, uh, can we get onto the movie podcast? It's the. Uh, uh, life hacks, yeah. Yeah, life hacks. Is that what they call that shit? Yeah, you just like do stuff. They call it a life hack. Have you ever seen that show on True TV? It's great. Fucking no. Hack my life, it's called? No. Oh, it's fun. I'll hack your life with a no. machete. I'm sure okay. the millennials are So we're already off to a Friday the 13th reference? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would actually say that that's probably come up more often than What movies else. did you watch this week? Ooh. Have you guys ever seen The King of Comedy? I have. With... Robert De Niro and Jerry Lewis. He's brilliant. No. Actually, I haven't. You've not seen the yeah. title is familiar, but it's a 1982. Well, or 83. I'm not really exactly sure because hmm. uh, he plays this guy, uh, comedian Rupert Pumpkin or Pupkin. I can never. Get, okay. It's hard. Is it to, a real person or is it? No, a, no, okay. no. So, anyways, Jerry Lewis basically plays Johnny Carson. He has like a tonight okay. late night talk show, and the guy's like a huge fan of his, and he's like confronts him near the beginning of the movie and is telling him, you know, I want to get on your show and here's, you know, I want to be, a, you know, a comedian, a famous comedian, but he's never done anything. He never has done any performances or anything like that. And Jerry Lewis is, he plays Jerry Langford is the name of his character, tells him, you know, we'll call my secretary just to get rid of him. And right. the whole movie is like cringe. Right. You know, I mean, I'm cringing the whole way through the movie because finally, because he ends up getting into his you uh, just limousine. Run from the guy. Yeah. So you're saying like, it's not a comedy, that he's a creepy No, character. no, it's yeah. not really funny. It's a dark comedy. Well, is he right. creepy like Travis Bickle? Yeah. Taxi no, driver no, no, no. That you guys no, 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 no. He's like? creepy no, like, he, God, I got to get away from this guy. <laughs> he's, he, tells, uh, <laughs> he tells Jerry when he finally gets to his apartment and all this at the beginning of the movie, so you want to see a picture of my pride and joy? And he pulls out a, a little car that has a picture of Pride Soap and Joy Soap and gives it to him. I mean, it's just yeah. – and he it's tells bad, him, dude. He's just yeah. trying to walk away from him, but he keeps bringing something up to keep keep yeah. him there. And he brings something else up. And later on in so the movie – So he's kind of like me. Yes. Yeah, so, and later <laughs> on in the movie, when Jerry confronts him again, 
he like he goes to his like house in the Hamptons or whatever and basically talks his way into his house with his uh with the You know what you remind me of? What's the movie Bill Murray and and uh Richard Dreyfus? Yes, yeah, something about Bob. What about Bob? What about Bob? I'm sailing. Like, I like where he's like, you know that it's, Tourette's thing where people just start swearing? Fuck shit, pause, piss, cunt. See, I just do that because I figure if I do it voluntarily, then it means I don't really have it. There's a really <laughs> good scene in the King's uh, King of um, Bill Murray's sorry, right now. Yeah, anyway, he's in the restaurant with the with the girl. Yeah, and he starts to get like unhinged a little bit. Right. Yeah. He has. Well, I. Okay. There's so much about this movie. I was I'd heard about this movie and I really wanted to see it and I watched it and it was so cringy that I I had to keep pausing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, he. It's just later he, in the movie when he conf- when Jerry confronts him again and says, you know, look, I told you to call my secretary just to get rid of you. You know, if I hadn't got rid of you, then we'd still be standing on my doorstep talking right now. You know, from like a week ago. I mean, it's just. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good. So what ends up happening is he kidnaps him and ties him up, calls the studio and says, you know, put me on the show tonight. Otherwise, you know, we're going to do something to him. So is this he? But he's so naive and stupid about the whole thing. So, but I mean, it's hilarious. So can we compare this to say either misery or the fame? Absolutely not. No, no, it's a totally different animal. It's it's so different because he he goes to the the studio. And and what's his name? Totally different animal. He he goes to the studio. The the cops have him there. They're like, you know, where's, where's Jerry? And he's like, well, you know, I want to go on the show. And then after yeah, I do the show, like, I want to see it brought because you know they tape at like five, but then they broadcast right, at eleven. Right. He's all, you know, we want to tape it, and then I want to actually see it. And then they they basically arrest him and they read him his rights, and but he's like, okay, no, now I need to go to makeup. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just so he, it's so awkward and so weird. He's just so oblivious right. to what's going on around him. But he spends all his time in his basement. And it's so funny. Um, he's down in his basement imagining there's these scenes with Jerry about, you know, Jerry tells him, I want you to take over my show for like six weeks. And he's like, I, I can't do that for you. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm so stressed out with all the stuff I'm doing. And Jerry's like, no, I'm so stressed out with what I'm doing. He's like, fine, fine, fine. I'll do your show for six weeks. And then you hear like his mom in the other room telling him, what are you doing in there? And he's all, mom. I mean, he's like, he's such an, he's. Such a precursor to what we call nerds today in their yeah. basement on their computers. He's basically a fucking ten year old. He's like a ten year old in his basement with all these like cardboard cut cutouts of Jerry and other people like Liza Minnelli, and he's imagining himself like sitting there with Liza Minnelli doing an interview it's with car- Jerry, and it's just. <laughs> Yeah, have you seen that uh, Seinfeld episode where Kramer gets the old Merv Griffin furniture and puts no. it in his apartment? I've never seen I that one. I haven't watched a lot of Seinfeld. I haven't oh. either. I don't like that show, but I watch it like all the time. I really don't like it either. I, I hate Seinfeld, but I watch it religiously. Seinfeld himself <laughs> is is tolerable, and his stand-up is actually really funny. I don't find his stand-up but to be funny at all. on the show, it's the, the people that are around him are uber annoying. Yeah. But that's yeah. the premise kind of, of the, the show. The premise of the show is yeah, the fact well. that Jerry and them are kind of like normal, even though they're a bit weird, but everybody else in the show is like totally bonkers. Newman. And then he's it, supposed, basically, he's that's the idea then, is it's Jerry Seinfeld playing straight did, man did, to New York City. Did you watch the finale at all? That's one of the few I've, they bring, seen, I've seen. They bring everybody back from all the years mm-hmm. to like put them on trial. And you're right. kind of like, 
you know, they're trying to say now that Jerry and them are the nuts ones, but they're the nut, nutty ones. I don't know. It's, it's such a bizarre thing. Yeah. But anyways, I do watch his show on Netflix. I caught a few episodes, uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Yes. Have you heard about this? Yeah, I saw like the Don Rickles episode the, the and the Tracy Morgan episode. one. And it's freaking hilarious. It's funny. It's yeah, really well done. It is funny. I do enjoy that. Oh, I watched the Tina Fey one too. It's really a lot of fun. So... I've seen I other saw movies some this movies week. this what week. What did you see? Uh, nothing new. No? Oh. No, so I, I, saw, watched no, I actually movie. watched the movies, but I didn't see anything new. Well, anything new. Can you say nothing new? Well, well I watched episodes seen... 7 and 8. Talking about Star Wars, I just gotta say this. This is the thing about Star Wars. Okay? Here we go. George Lucas, he makes three movies, right. and then he's gonna make the prequels. Right. And you feel like when he made the prequels, he completely forgot about the other movies. Right. Where he's like, okay, I remember there was a character named Obi-Wan and another character named Yoda and another one named Anakin. I'll just throw those in to another movie. You know, okay. and, cause, let, cause let me th- let me finish so this whole much. statement, okay, before you, so much. you bite my head off. The first three movies are well-written. Yes. The dialogue is shit, but the movies themselves are well-written. Yeah. The dialogue you, is very... Are you referring to the prequels? Yes. When you say the first three movies, I just want to be clear. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Episodes... Okay, one, two, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Let's, let's clarify I'm referring here. to episodes one, two, and three. Okay. okay. One, two, and okay. three, the storylines are good. The stories are the good. Dialogue. The, the dialogue movie is... What they're they're well-written. The okay. dialogue... Do you know why that is? ...specifically sucks. There's a reason for that. Do well, you know be, what it is? Yeah, because Lucas can't write fucking dialogue. Do you know who wrote his dialogue? Uh, well, for the first movie, it was him. No, it was yes. his ex-wife. Negative. She ghost wrote... Yeah, look that shit up. I have looked it up. Look it up again. Well, entirely she know that They both deny that, by the way. It's a rumor. It's, but thank you for it, playing. But, it, well, that's the point. Okay, it may be a rumor, but the evidence is right there in front of you. Because both... the dialogue in Star Wars is better than any of the dialogue in the prequels because he didn't fucking write I it. I think you should actually go watch that movie again. The, a New Hope, so, the dialogue is, is pretty cringeworthy in parts. Well, so, okay. So, so what, what? What's your point? Parts here? is not the same as the overall. Th- Am I talking They're, to the wrong place? Dialogue is not the only problem with the prequels. The prequels have a lot of other problems. Um, There's a lot of people sitting and talking and walking around for no reason and talking, and it's it. Right. The, the exposition is all done with dialogue rather than with. Well, I, I don't action. like that he went CGI with every freaking thing in the movie. It's like, right. You know, there are literally no sets in. Yeah. Episode two. Yes. You know, it's pretty bad. We're going to get into some good stuff today here. Keep yeah. going, Mike. I want to okay. hear what you're talking okay, about. Okay, yeah, seven and eight. Um, oh, no, the no, prequels. no, we were talking about the prequels. You're talking about the prequels what being well written. You were just saying. But I don't well, know if that's entirely true. You were saying the story. Yeah, the stories are great. Dialogue's crap. If you, there's actually a cut of episode two on YouTube. You can find it. Okay. Someone took all the sappy love scenes between sure. Padme and Anakin out of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's fucking badass. It's a great mm-hmm. fucking movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of action. Mm. It's good. Mm. It's good. So, what I'm trying to... Well, what do, you, do you want to finish your thought before I get back into my I don't thought? even remember what it was, to be honest with you. Well, this is my point. There were two main things in Empire Strikes Back that were never, ever explained so far that were wasted in the prequels. That I will been. be happy to accept okay. this challenge. 
Now, here's the thing. Luke is on Dagobah, and he tells R2, he's all, this place seems strangely familiar. Oh. And then later on, Yoda tells him that the dark side of the Force is strong in the cave. Right. And he has to go down into the cave. Right. So what we've got here, one, is why is Dagobah familiar? And two, why is the Force located I have answers in a, to in a physical questions. place. Well, they we use that again in, in Last Jedi. Wait, here's hey, my point. Hey, the Force hey. is very much located in a specific place. And here's right. my thing. What should have happened, okay, and actually, when I saw the trailer to Phantom Menace, the, if you remember the trailer, the opening shot is like a foggy thing, and you start to see some creatures coming through some fog. On right, right, right. Kind of a, I thought that was Dagobah. When oh. I first saw that trailer. Right. Okay, the and reason I was like, that Yoda, this is Dagobah, we're going to have Dagobah in the The prequels. reason that Yoda goes to Dagobah in the first place is because there's uh, an abandoned Jedi temple on the planet. Right. Yeah, but that's Just, never explained in any of the movies. No, absolutely and I, not. And I, I don't have a problem with it being it, somewhere it actually, else. That's it actually fine. is. It's, it's a good if idea that you, they finally they, expand upon that. Yeah, they don't really kind of explain it. I mean, there's a, a thing in the Clone Wars cartoon, but episode eight is when you finally get an answer to that because Luke is at a place where the force is strong right in certain parts um, there's a there's a short little little clip in the original Nickelodeon's Clone Wars cartoon the little 5 minuteers mm-hmm. that add up to those. like 2 hours those were love awesome. those are great there's a little scene with Anakin and Qui-Gon mm-hmm. on Dagobah okay saying and he goes master Qui-Gon what's in there and they're standing in front of the cave mm-hmm. and so he sent him in Okay. You know what I mean? The, he's he just tells him, you know, he's talking about fear and stuff. But like, and then they cut away. But you know, he went into the cave. Right. You know what I mean? That's kind of cool. But this well, this, this is the but, way but I. But there's think a logical it answer happened. to your question this, about no, why it would have no, no, a specific no. place. This is why no. The this force is, is strong in living things, and you're in a place where there's more living things. Than no, there's place. a Jedi but, temple no, listen, on the planet. My point is, right, this is the way they built the temple on something, just like you drill an oil well where there's oil. They built Not the temple there for a reason. Listen, I'm saying the reason, okay, episode three should have ended this way based on what we see from episode five, okay? What should have happened is while Anakin and Obi-Wan are fighting, Padme should have been taken by Yoda after he loses to the, to the uh, Emperor. He should have taken Padme with him to uh, Dagobah and... While they're fighting, the two of them, she should have been giving birth to uh, Luke and Leia on Dagobah. And the way I see it, okay, this all would have made so much sense and would have been such a great movie moment that the moment that Anakin and Obi-Wan are having this fight to uh, the death and then Anakin gets, you know, chopped up is the exact same moment that Luke and Leia get born on Dagobah. And that would explain why Luke knows Dagobah because he was born there. Okay, and it would explain why there's a such a strong presence of the force on Dagobah because they were given birth right there, and at the exact moment that they're being born is the moment where Anakin is just ultimately, you know, Darth Vader. I think that would have been a really good way of doing things. Well, they kind of touch on it in Rogue One a little bit too. Yeah, with the temple. uh, I just think that would have been so much thematically or in a movie sense. Those two events occurring at the same time. Right. You, but is there any other me? film or series of films uh-huh. that fans have the audacity to rewrite like that? That's 
Well, I'm, okay. no, I'm saying no, 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 I'm no, not no, saying no. you're unique. I'm saying this no. happens all the time. You get people and all the time. You get these fanboys who say this right. is what should have happened. I realize. In the movie. I realize this is what they should have done differently. When I brought this up, that I was going to sound film. like a fanboy. No, no, no. But I'm saying it's fascinating to me. I'm not insulting you. I'm, I'm no, no, I know I'm you're setting not. up a subject line here. I'm saying, is there? Can you think of any other film franchise? Uh, Lord of the do Rings. Do people sit around? No. Okay, no, 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 you're right. Not as much. Not as much. It's not been around as long, for one. But I definitely sit and complain about, like, why did they change this into Tower from the book? I have an answer for you, too, dude. My point is... It's because nothing else is as good as that. Nothing else is as good as what? The Star Wars universe. There's nothing in book or film that can touch it. In depth. In depth, yeah. Okay, I highly disagree. Okay. I, I hands down say I that realize the, the, the we're talking about no. We're talking about eight different movies. Even if you're talking, you're talking about, about the Skywalker, no, no, no. You're I'm not talking about, about one movie. You're or talking two about movies you're talking about ten three. films. Let's just at talk least about two or three TV specials and a whole series of cartoons. Actually, eleven sure. movies because there's a Clone Wars movie. You're talking about a huge franchise, right? Okay. So I grant you that that's a, it's a massive franchise, and right. therefore, and when you talk about the outside books and the expanded universe and the video games and everything else, yeah. yes, there's been a zillion contributors to this outside of George Lucas. So yes, it's a huge thing, mm-hmm. okay, and therefore it's got a whole lot of depth because of quantity more than any other reason. Absolutely not. Okay, it's well, pure substance, Roland. No, but what, what I'm arguing is because we talked about the Silmarillion being an entire book written just. To be the backstory and not actually be that the story. That is called a money grab. No, no, no. no, no. I'm, I'm just, the publishing is the money grab. No one tries to what rewrite I'm talking about Tolkien is books Tolk- or, or Lord Tolkien of the films, movies. though. Yes, I do. I, I have a huge problem with Tolkien movies. That yeah, I say, you, well, you're I an anomaly, like Roland. No, no. People I don't do that. I, to a certain I extent, had, I agree with what you're saying, but I disagree. I mean, people do it about The Matrix, probably. Yes, Hell we do. Yeah. I yeah, think, we complain about the end of The Matrix on this show. My point is this. Take any movie that's not a franchise, okay? Any movie that's not a franchise, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Everything's a franchise but, these right. days. But Michael, no, I'm, I'm just saying. What I'm telling you is when you, when there's you, a when, huge when amount a, of depth to the Lord of the Rings universe, a huge amount of depth to it, that I think in many ways has more depth than the Star Wars universe. No. Okay. Well, just because you're well, not the fan it's a of non, it that I am, it's a and I'm not the fan of it. What no, you're saying is so utterly ridiculous that it doesn't even deserve a, uh, a comeback. No, I, I think what... I, no, I, I, you're I, just a bigger fan of Star Wars than Rings, and I'm not. a bigger fan of Rings than Star Wars. Absolutely not. You are. I'm not. No, I, I understand what you're trying to say. I am a bigger say, fan well, of the Lord of the Rings than me. you. I'm being objective. No. I'm being objective. No, you're not. And I'm pointing out that we are both subjective about our relative universe, the universe that we're praising. I think objectively... You're saying that A is better than B, and I'm telling you that you're being ridiculous. And if this was a call-in show, I could get 30 people to call in. <laughs> and, and I could get 30 on my side, no, too. Listen, Charlie, Charlie, guys, open the phone line. All right, come on. Listen, Seriously. Listen, listen I want to... I, I, I get what you're saying, because you're saying that with Star Wars, all these fanboys want to rewrite what it is. Right. But I think that's true about a lot of other things. I just think that Star Wars is so high up that there is so much of it. I think if you took the Alien series, for example, you could probably find a niche of people that would talk about how they would rewrite like Alien 3 or maybe they would well, rewrite Alien Resurrection. Because sure. I, I could rewrite Alien Resurrection and I yes. could talk about that. But I just don't think it's as big to be talking about it so and much. Well, in fact, Rings is the same situation, too, where the first what three I'm films got do... so many accolades. The, the three films made later that are the prequel... I.e. the Hobbit Suck films. crap. 
everyone complained hey, about because I am, they didn't am, live up to the standard I, of the first I, I year. I am going about to my, it because I, I knew what I was going get. to my grave. Right, what I'm saying, same thing, is the, 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 the prequel, Star Wars prequels didn't live up to the, the original trilogy. Of course not. No and, one said that. And I'm saying the same thing about the Hobbit trilogy didn't live up to the... I'm going to my grave well, you t- never Lord seeing the, the third Hobbit movie. Well, you take, you take oh, the... Oh, please don't. You take You're the, fine. I, I have no problem with that. You take the smallest book and you make three movies out of it and you expect it to be good. Yeah. No, it doesn't exactly. work. So, no, I didn't. When they said they were going to make two instead of one, I actually was on board because I know the universe enough to know there's enough backstory, there's enough side story that's not actually in the book that's explained later in the appendices and in The Lord of the Rings. There's stuff that happens during The Hobbit. The whole thing with the Necromancer is not in the book. <laughs> I totally suck. agree that you would think that I'm being a fanboy about what I'm trying to change. I'm just simply suggesting that the source material that was presented in the in episodes four, five, and six were not expanded upon in one, two, and three. And I'm just saying that you know I would I would you're think- saying everything in one, two, and three is new stuff. We 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 we. We come up with Queen Amidala from the planet of Naboo, and we come up with the race of Gundans, and we have a whole nother thing here. And we have the, the, and that the was Trade all Federation good. is all that new. That was good. Robot armies are all That's new. That's good. Rather than expanding upon what was established, we didn't do more Tatooine or more Dagobah. Right. Because That's we why do th- in, but I'm saying later we do, in fact, in Phantom Menace, go to Tatooine and expand upon Tatooine. And we have Jabba the Hutt as a younger man able to slither around a little more. He's not a man, but thank you. Well, you know what I meant. A, a younger version of Jabba that actually is mobile. Well, the only reason that he's not mobile in Return of the Jedi is because the technology didn't allow for it. I doubt very I, seriously the guy is stuck on the platform. I think I he ate too many that. of those frogs. But, uh, but they're presenting him as this... In the same way that you present, a, a, you know, a king. So what? What, what is your main point well, then absolutely. about what you were saying? He doesn't have one. He just likes to talk <laughs> and hear his own voice. No, he, I just, he's just being know, utterly I'm, I'm ridiculous. Just, no, 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 no. It's just silly. I, I agree with what you're saying that you're trying to say that. I, I don't think you're being objective no, no, no. at all. What, oh, I absolutely what, am. What, what are you trying to say? Because I know I what I'm doing is subjective. You just won't admit what you're saying is subjective. I want to hear what you're trying to say. That's silly. It's not to to make such a blanket claim. Well, yeah, absolutely. Is utterly naive. I know more. I know more about both universes than most other people do. 
That's true, but I bet so, I know a hell of a lot more about the Tolkien universe. I than doubt you do. it, dude. I really do. Just like everything else, uh-huh. you think you know a lot about something uh-huh. until you start talking to me, and then you find Anyways, out you didn't know as much as you thought you did. That I'll, I got a book I got to give you. Yeah, I, I got, I got one. I, I got one you. for you too. Yeah, no, I know what you got, <laughs> and I haven't got the tweezers, so I can't do that right now. No, a book, fuck <laughs> not your dick. Just uh, I want to get back to what you were. What you were? Go ahead. What was you your keep point? Keep going back to it. What? Right, what was your point? I made my point. Oh, a long okay, time fine. ago. All right. That Anyways. it was strange that there's that, that so many people want to rewrite the Star Wars universe, but they don't do that. Well, part to of that, that kind of a degree to p- other other. Well, films. yeah, I understand what you're saying, but part and of I that just is because I think of, it's because it's so big. I it's mean, big I could and it's allowed. Lucas, uh, no, it is. It's allowed. <laughs> yeah. Lucas has never gone after anybody for a fan film, no, I'm just... for a short story, okay. for anything. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? They, they've allowed them to do this. Okay. Lucasfilm has never sued anybody for any of this shit. Okay. You know what I mean? They let them do whatever the fuck they want. So, I could probably find... You're right. Tolkien's estate did indeed sue, sue they... Gary Gygax and the D&D people. Well, I think so. I think well, there yeah, are movies that. out there that I would talk about and say that... You know, what they establish in the first 30 minutes of the movie never gets expanded upon in the last 30 minutes of what the did, movie. I can't think well, of one The first 30 hand. minutes of which... What I'm saying is, is... Oh, you're saying that as a blanket statement. Yeah, what I'm saying Not is... This specifically. You know, since you could find a one-off movie where something just didn't work at the very end... I think we could say, I think I could find movies like that. I find tons of movies like that. And that's my point. It would be the same thing. But since it's so small, it's just a one-off movie, it doesn't get the level of attention of the re- let's rewrite this because there's now eight movies plus other movies. There's okay. Rogue One and the Han Solo. And, so so let's do this. And let's, all the Clone let's, Wars Let's do comics. this as a, as a, as a thought and, process, as a, as a so what I'm, what thought I'm saying experiment is because, here on this show. Because What's Star Wars movie, is so big. a single big, film? What's a single film that you feel in some way botched something that they, they could have pulled off better, and you can think of a better way to have written that well, film? Story? Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Let him, let him finish. Sphere, that movie that you Absolutely. went off Absolutely. on. And that's my point. Yes. And, but, but I don't want to rewrite what – I just want them to – Take what was already written and do it, and that's what right. I'm saying. I want to take because it was what an was adaptation. Ri- I'm talking was, about right. something that what stands was on its own. Already written. The Matrix. My point is what all was day, already right. written. In, no, in, but I'm in saying episode a five. Film. In episode five, what was already written is that Luke is familiar with Dagobah, right? And that's it's never explained. Thing. It's just a force thing, and right. it's never it's, explained well, in the no. prequels but or the sequels. It's got to be a force thing. The force is strong because we've done this with the Matrix. familiar, but I'm saying what's a single film? There's no there's no video game. It's not based on a book. There's no video game. There's no sequel. It's just a single movie. I cannot that stand. That you would have liked better had they done something the different. The end of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Hi. Thank God you're on. You know we've been worried sick about you. Thank you, Mr. Rooney, for driving him home. Now I want you to go upstairs and get in bed. Uh. Scoot! Can you imagine someone as sick as Ferris trying to walk home from the hospital? Oh, kids. <laughs> really? I just, I, it's just, really? it just kind of whimpers and dies. You really? know what I mean? What? It should have, yeah, it should have like a, I mean, there's like a, a crescendo. But no, at the I, end, I, I but at the end nothing, no, nothing I, happens. I get what you're saying. He just jumps into bed, his mom comes home, and then that's it. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? It's like, fuck, really? That's interesting. That's interesting that you say that. Let's hit this from an interesting angle. I don't know if you've heard this before. You may have. Rethink, think your way through Ferris Bueller's Day Off through the lens of Fight Club. Right. And Cameron and is Cameron Edward is Norton. Cameron. And Ferris Bueller is Brad Pitt. Right. Okay, so, so the the Ferris movie, doesn't Ferris exist. Doesn't exactly. Why is Sloan hanging out with Cameron then? Is she? Or is she hanging out with Ferris? She, that's right. what I'm saying. Right. Is that similar to like so that Cam- theory? So, so Sloan is uh, Helena Bottom Carter, right? right? Correct. Sloan is Helena Bottom Carter's character. You guys heard about that Grease theory, right? The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Libby Newton-John has died. It, she drowned. Well, he saves her from drowning at the beginning of the movie. Right. And so, But she actually wasn't saved. She actually drowned. Did drown. And, and, and this, this is, is the last few moments of her life in her head. Kind of, she has you know, this dream sequence thing. of her going, and, and she ends up at the end of the movie in the and car, it, it, yeah. floating and off the, to heaven. The car is flying, flying away. To heaven. You know what I mean? Yes. So. And, and there's nothing else fantastical in the movie up till that scene. There's I, no I logical reason for the car to fly away. I don't think it's true. I think it's that, like, but I think it's a brilliant dark theory. side of the moon, Wizard of Oz thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, something was, people put just together that on that's not really right. there. Yeah, well, no, dude, I, I mean, like it, didn't write it the coincidences way. are creepy. Right, but I mean, it's different. For, the dark side is a good analogy because it's different than, say, the Blade Runner where people, for years, there was the crazy fan theory that he was a replicant, and then you see a director's cut and you go, oh, well, shit, they yeah. actually did. Well, well it depends well, on which cut That's another movie right there, Blade right, Runner. but I'm saying. There's seven different cuts of that. So right, depending on which saying, one you watch, he's either a replicant the, or he's not. Right, but I'm saying there are people who had that theory <clears> before anything other than the original cut existed. Right, and everybody said, "Well, that's a crazy theory." Until you see, oh wait, there were other, there is right. other stuff filmed. It's actually there really was there that it was in the director's head when he was making the movie. Did they touch on that at all in the sequel? What? That he's a replicant. I don't remember. Did they try? Don't to... say because I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that he's a replicant is is an important plot point in the f- sequel. That yeah, everything about the fact that him like and I Sean said, Young, as a plane. couple of replicants, ran away together. That's what the whole movie is. So you, uh, yeah, okay. Well, which cut of the movie? <laughs> of the new one. Well, no, I'm talking about the original Blade so, Runner because that's isn't that a, a, the final, final, final cut where they drive away in the car? No, no, what? where they drive away in the car is the original, original okay. American theatrical release. I can't tell release. anymore. You know. the, the, there, there's only one version where you have the bright sunshine driving away in a car, and that's the very first cut of the film. Every other cut since ends just before that scene. Right. That scene was tacked down by the, the studio, made him reshoot it. Right. Um, every other cut of the movie ends with them walking into the elevator after seeing the unicorn and hearing Edward James Olmos' voiceover say, it's too bad she won't live. Right. It's too bad she won't live. But then again, who does? How that final scene is interpreted depends on which cut of the movie you're seeing. Right. But that's always the final scene, except for the original theatrical release. I would have rewritten Jaws. Really? Well, yeah. No, you absolutely see, not. I'm yeah, totally saying, What's wrong with Jaws? I well, was say. you know, like I said in the book, I believe the Dreyfus character dies. Yeah, I would have killed him. Yeah, I think it's well, sure. kind of like eh, they bring him back. But at I'm the not very even ending. necessarily talking the ending of a movie. What's something like somewhere in the middle? It's like, well, they should have done this. I mean, like I said, I think my only problem with The Force Awakens is that he ta- Kylo takes the mask off early on in the film for Ray. If he had not taken the mask off until he took it off for his father. See, now you're being fanboyish, right? I am yeah, being he, fanboyish. He is being fanboyish. <laughs> but I'm saying, 
But that because see, she basically just, calls him a coward. I understand and say, why You're he does it. I'm saying from a writing point of view, the scene where Han confronts that's not, him. That's not my problem. With and that then he movie. kills Han. The problem would with, have had a lot more impact. I only have the first one time he took the mask major off. problem with the Force Awakens. Okay, and it's the fact that they blatantly go out of their way mm-hmm. to say that. Ben Solo is Han Solo's son, that Kylo Ren is his son. Uh-huh. They didn't have to do that. If you take the word son and father out of that movie, it makes it so much better. Because when Snoke says, it's aboard the Millennium Falcon uh-huh. with your father, Han Solo. Uh-huh. If you just would have said Falcon Solo, uh-huh. and then Kylo Ren says you know, something like, I, I don't have any feelings for him. Then you're like, whoa, what the fuck? What, what is this? What do you mean? Why would he? Have, what he, what's going on? You know. But they go out of their way to say it. And when he sees Leia and he says, "You know, I saw him, our son." You know what I mean? They really go out of their way to hammer that shit home. Okay. If they wouldn't have done any of that, when he walks onto the catwalk and yells "Ben," that would have been like so much better. Okay. I yeah, fucking I'm... hate that, dude. I just, if I ever see J.J. Abrams, I'm going to go, why did you do this? <laughs> okay. You're, you're talking yeah, a much see, bigger rewrite than I am, though, because I'm just I, saying take it's out a couple the scene of, earlier. It's a couple of words, Take dude. out the scene earlier where he took the mask off. It's like seven words. So that words. the only it's time he takes the mask off not is really for that. I don't know. I have a lot of problems with, with it. Well, we know you have a lot of problems with it, but that's that's fine. With both those movies. I, I don't have a problem with seven, and I don't have a problem with them trying to make a fucking killer base again because the first one worked fucking great. You know what I mean? They're like, okay, well, this obviously had a design flaw. Let's this time, let's make it out of a planet. <laughs> they can't find a problem with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, I, I didn't have a problem with that at all. Um, no, I, that's that not it was what a I've rehash of the original movie because the first line of the movie really tells you why they did that in the first place. Here we go. You said it a hundred times. So say it one more. Yeah, I know. I was hoping you would let the you other gotta, guy say it this time. Why don't you say the line and then Roland can start talking about the ending to the mist. Okay. Right. This will begin to make things right. That is the first thing he says. Here's the thing. That is the first last dialogue week, spoken in the movie. Last week, we did a show on the IMB, you, Pat, the IMDb Top 50. Yeah. Number one was The Shawshank Redemption, which is a Frank Darabont-directed adaptation of a Stephen King novella. Get busy living and we, or get busy We all dying. three agreed that maybe not number one, but it's still a fantastic movie that belongs way near the top. Yeah. Later on, we got to the Green it Mile. It was in my top five. Starring Tom Hanks and, and um, what's his name? Duncan. Anyway, the point is, again, a Frank Darabont-directed adaptation of a Stephen King novella, and you both raved about it, and I said, I haven't seen this, and you complained, how the fuck have you not seen The Green Mile? And I said, it is definitely still on my bucket list. It is right. a film I will it's see. It's a movie you should watch, yeah. Yeah, I want to see it. So I mean, are, you could die and have not seen it and like right. not be upset. But my but point is, is, is that's King... two Frank Darabont-directed adaptations of Stephen King novellas that both of you raved about, and yet you somehow have some kind of mental block on the third Frank Darabont-directed adaptation of a Stephen King novella. I don't even know who Frank Darabont is. The director of The Shawshank Well, no, I know now. <laughs> the director of The Green Mile Thank you, and Ronald. the director of The Mist. And he Thank changed you, the so, ending of the book in his movie... Right. Right. And anybody else who's ever changed anything in a Stephen King novel, Stephen King has complained about. Right. And Stephen King has said he not only likes the ending of the Mist movie better than his book, right. he says that any there should be a law passed that anyone who gives away the last five minutes of the Mist should be hung by the neck until dead. That's how much okay. Stephen King why raves about the changes just, to his story. A clip from like a Is, previous episode where he so does So why the fuck? 
Do you guys have such a problem? I don't with have that? a problem with it, and he doesn't either. He does. He literally is not going to see no. the movie only because of how much I talk about. No, 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 no. Oh, give me I've another seen, reason. I've seen a half of that movie. It's a big red button, okay, uh-huh. and it says push, uh-huh. and he does, and you flip out. It's a game, and you're losing. Look, <laughs> so so the conclusion is Stephen King is the greatest living author right now. I would oh, say no. no, absolutely not. <laughs> but they they sure have made a lot of movies out of his books. Yeah, I mean somebody likes him. But okay, <laughs> let's ask Karen. <laughs> Karen, who's I the single Charlie's greatest living author? That's a really subjective question. Anyways, I wanted to play since we're on the Star Trek <laughs> kick. Why are we Star at a, Trek? I think we Star got off Wars of the, kick. I think we got off of the Star no, Wars kick. Why are you giving it back up? Because. This, Include Gerald's game. At least 73. What is it? 73 movies? It says at least 73 movies have been made. Well, it's got to be talking about TV adaptations and everything. I mean, there's that freaking two parter, the Langoliers. I don't think that counts like the miniseries of The Stand or. It's got to be counting that to get Well, no, they actually made a feature film, right? The Stand? Why do you think that? I'm shocked. Like. When I hear that something is like a Stephen King adaptation, I'm like, oh, I didn't know. It's like the oh, guy sure. can like write. The Running Man. With the guy can write anything. Can write anything. Is, yeah. Is, yeah, is one of the, uh, the he had a pseudonym that he wrote The Running Man and a handful of other books under. Because they weren't horror stories. Yeah, they were like Shawshank, The Shining, yeah. The Mist, Misery. Anyways. Oh, he wrote that 1922 thing that's on Netflix? I'm going to watch that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I don't think he was alive in 1922. I'm going to watch that now. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going down that list. Carrie, The Shining, Creepshow, Cujo, The Dead Zone, Christine, Children of the Corn, Firestarter. Oh, yeah. Drew Barrymore. Cat's Eye, Silver Bullet, <laughs> Maximum Overdrive, Stand By Me. Yep. Creepshow 2, The Lawnmower Man. Yeah. yeah. That's Jeff A., dude. Yeah, man. Let's save this the for return another to show. Sam, Running Man, Pet Cemetery. Oh, we want to do like a whole Stephen King yeah, show. Yeah, I would love to do okay. a whole Stephen yeah. King show. Oh, we That's could cool. totally do that. Save that. Let's do that. That's a good Let's point. I wanted that. to get back to the Star Wars crap because, you know, I was Why? just talking. Because I wanted to play. Because we're consistent. <laughs> I, I'm saying, I think we had our Star Wars film. For no, no, no. He's got, no, he's no, got, no, no, he's got, no, no. got a clip got a, ready. I got, I got these clips okay. because, you know, I want to. I don't know. I've just digging deep, dude. I've had these clips on my phone for a while, saving them for an opportunity to play on the show. Okay, let's watch this clip from uh, Attack of the Clones. I will talk with her. Senator Amidala will not refuse an executive order. I know well enough to assure you of that. Thank you, Your Excellency. And so, they've finally given you an assignment. Your patience has paid off. Your guidance more than my patience. You don't need guidance, Anakin. In time, you will learn to trust your feelings. Then you will be invincible. I have said it many times. You are the most gifted Jedi I have ever met. Thank you, Your Excellency. I see you becoming the greatest of all Jedi, Anakin. Even more powerful than Master Yoda. So, I want to ask you, when you're watching that scene... Right. Okay, it's 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 rather dull. Yes, it is in a lot of ways. Well, where where do you think the director's focus was on that scene? The background. Exactly. The background. That is the problem. The with background that. That is exactly. And you know the what? Problem. And, and that's the thing. It's it's not a conversation okay. between two people looking at their two faces. It's long shots of really cool CGI Visually in the background. Stunning. Yeah. Flying cars going by the way. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, and that's the problem with it. 
Well, exactly. yeah. You know. Absolutely. I don't think it's a bad scene. And shot under different circumstances, it probably would have more depth. Okay. Well, no, when you say shot I, under... I think, is, I think it needs... It's paced really If slow. it was two guys sitting at a kitchen table, I think it would have done better. Yeah. yeah he I'm was saying, paying too much attention really to what's going on he was pay, Right. What was behind him and we're in front of him. Now, listen. I want to play this other clip from Star Trek First Contact. Okay. Okay. As kind of a comparison. Because that was basically a scene of two people talking. Right. Okay. Now, this is in First Contact. This is uh, near the beginning after the, the Borg well, were shooting up the planet. Can we also keep in mind that this is two people with no personality speaking to each other? <laughs> you know what I mean? You mean... Anakin is just like the... Do, do you mean Palpatine the, the, is like dumbing himself down so much that he's like, you know, he sounds like when, fucking what, Wolf or Brimley. Are you talking about the characters book. or the actors? Uh, the characters. The characters. Yeah, oh, the okay. characters. All right. So I'm going to play this clip from from First Contact. This is um, they're down on the planet after the Borg were shooting up the planet, and they're kind of assessing the situation. Captain, what is it? The car to Enterprise. Mr. Wolf, is everything all right up there? Yes, sir. We are experiencing some environmental difficulties on Deck 16, but that is all. What kind of difficulties? Humidity levels have risen 73%, and the temperature has jumped 10 degrees in the last hour. Mr. Data and I are returning to the ship. Understood. Number one, take charge down here. Aye, sir. Now, well, Patrick Stewart is a superior actor. Well, not a fr- yes, but wait a second. Look at the way that scene was, was done. It's moving the whole time, and it's okay. tight on... It's What's tight on Patrick Stewart the yeah. whole time, okay, in the, and the camera moves as he moves. Right. So in the yes. other scene, you've got uh, you got Palpatine and Anakin talking. Mm-hmm. In this scene, it's it's Picard talking to Worf through an intercom. Right. He's not even in the shot. Right. But he keeps Data, Riker, and uh, Troy in the shot. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know who directed that movie? Jonathan Frakes, Riker. Okay. Directed yeah, was, First Contact. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He keeps them all in the shot. He keeps Picard moving. Towards the camera, and the camera backs up. There's a sense of urgency and immediacy in what he's saying, and, and while he, because they're walking and talking and doing, you know. Whereas that other scene is so dull. They're well, just talking. But what they're, but what they're talking about also has no immediacy. Right. It only has it, it only has any relevance in the big picture of what where, he was saying. Where, right. That Palpatine they, is molding Anakin you know, like clay. I mean, he, he, he throws in that line, you're going to be more powerful than Yoda well, no. someday. What I'm saying I mean, is, what he's not that, saying... He's I'm inflating saying, his ego. Right, yeah. but what I'm saying, sure. what they're saying is irrelevant. It's what he's not saying to him that is actually what the scene is about. True. What the scene is but about is what he's same, not saying. Same thing with the Plagueis scene in episode three when they're at the ballet, and he comes in. Yes, into the right. balcony, and he tells and, the other and, guys to and, leave. And, right, what it's I'm what saying, he's not talking, what what he's hiding from him. Well, the, no, even the pacing. I mean, no, that that scene, the dialogue in that scene is really good. Mm-hmm. It's important. They get to the point. Mm-hmm. He doesn't waste any time. Right, he doesn't waste any words. But the pacing is just fucking so fucking slow. Yeah. Right, and I think that's. Um, has to do with the character itself. I don't think that's an actor. I don't think it's Ian McDermott's fault. No, absolutely not. But no, it's part of his character. I think it's part of the writing, but I also think it's part of the directing. He's very slow and melodic and purposeful with his words, and he's been molding this fuck for 12 fucking long fucking years. (laughs) You know what I mean? And he's patient. He's taking his time. Right. You know, he's, he's... Let me play another clip from Attack of the Clones. I Just like before, my Padawan, 
He is not ready to be given this assignment. Where's the director's focus? The council is confident in well, it's not just where's the focus. It's why, why is this? Why are they here but walking around much to for any reason master. whatsoever? His abilities have made Well, they just well. left the council chamber Arrogant. and they're walking through the hallway. Yes. But past all this gets, where's the director's focus? On the background. On, the, uh, on how cool it is that Yoda's floating. How, how cool right. it is that Yoda's floating. Right. He doesn't care about what they're saying or what they're doing. He's only thinking about, oh, you look, Yoda's floating. We're making a cool scene. The, look at the, the background. He, he's he's framing that shot. He, he's more interested in in uh, when you watched it on the big screen. It's visually stunning. Yeah, it was newer technology at the time. Correct. You know, he was really trying to take advantage of it. I think it hurt his film. A lot. Films. Uh, yeah. I really do. I think the the focus. Well, I've said it before, and I'll say it the, again. It's the directing, the, the writing. In the 70s, Francis Ford Coppola, George Lucas were, were part of this outside of the Hollywood rebellion against the big Hollywood empire. And that's what Star Wars and comes from. And then they became big Hollywood. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. is George Lucas making the prequel has become the emperor. He's become <laughs> the, his own villain. Right. Because you no, think... This is the exact problem with the prequels. Okay. Okay. When... Lucas did the original Star Wars movie. Mm -hmm. He uh, he almost died. It literally almost physically killed him. Sure. So when he decided to do the next movie, or when he was allowed to, or whatever, when it was a hit, mm -hmm. they decided they were going to do another one. He decided to get some help. Right. Okay. So he had good help. Mm -hmm. He had a director. He had yep. a really good co-writer. Yep. You know what I mean? Same thing with Jedi. Okay. Yep. When he did the prequels, he did. He went back to doing everything himself. Okay, Empire would not... I think he was surrounded by yes-men, too. Yeah. That was, that's Empire. the point I was going to make. If the studio was in charge, Fox would just have the rights to release the damn thing once right. Lucas handed it to him. But no. Lucas had complete creative control. No, it wasn't, it, a, it wasn't about was a the studio. No, there is. Because, no, 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 no. It was no, about saying, another person because go ahead. Lawrence Kasdan yes. is heavily involved with Empire Strikes Back. Sure. And that's yeah. why it's a great movie. Yes. It's, it's a great concept. It's a great fucking story. It's a great universe. It's a great dialogue. It would not have been as good of a movie if George had done if it himself. If George had written and directed it. Correct. Yes. Now it was co-written by George. I think that he only got that credit because Kasdan based it on his universe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But 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 what I'm saying is when you look at the Phantom Menace, if the Phantom Menace had been put out by a studio right. that had run test screenings, right. Jar Jar Binks would not have made it. A, to a theater near you. That's not true. I honestly think that's, that's very true. true. How old were you when they were test Star Wars audience? Came out? Yeah. I, okay. I hold on. Hold on. Hold I back have, up. I have a point here. Let's let's don't worry about my personal age. No, no, Just no. objectively look at a New Hope and objectively look at Phantom Menace. What for... character in a New Hope is is Jar Jar Binks? Okay. So do you Chewbacca, want me to look maybe? through a forty year old man's eyes, or do you want me to look through a little kid's eyes? No, I'm saying look. As, as a 40-year-old man, of men what in A New Hope is is anything as appalling as the nonsense that is Jar Jar Binks? There is plenty think, of uh, millennials in the world that love Jar Jar because that. it came but he's to not, them he is at not a the time in their fucking life He is not the comic relief of Chewbacca. What Chewbacca and C-3PO's uh, campiness, uh, 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 slapstick... Chewbacca is not comic relief. And if, Chewbacca very much has Absolutely some scenes that are, that are comic relief. No, he has some comedic scenes. He's not in there when he's just running to be around with a with a stupid. with a half with, with a limbless C three PO as a backpack. That's C three PO being uh, campy, not Chewbacca. He just happens to be there. 
I, I don't think that's true. I do. I, I think there are plenty of scenes where way. Chewbacca is used as the comic relief. No, he's used as comedy. There's a lot of jokes in Star Wars. He does the you Tarzan know. yelling Jedi, for God's sake. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah that does. was pretty. That, <laughs> <laughs> that was so necessary. That's actually episode but whatever. three. I said Jedi. So, yeah, well, why are you talking about episode three That's or episode, episode six? We're talking about episode six. Okay, are you talking about six or eight? <laughs> Does he do a Tarzan yell in eight? Uh, a six, in, eight, two, one, three, five? What? In three. Three, which is Sith. Yeah, he does a Tarzan yell in three. Okay. He does? Well, actually, I think it's another Wookiee. Okay, because it's an homage then back to him doing it in Jedi. No, I just think that Wookiees do that. <laughs> It's deliberately not everything is a fucking George. homage. It's deliberately a Tarzan. Oh my god! Homage. This movie had birds flapping their wings. That's an homage to this other movie that had birds flapping their wings too. No, no, no. The Tarzan yell is a very distinct thing from a distinct couple of movies. Right. Okay. And what's used in Jedi is that recording. Okay. Well, is I have a bad feeling about this. Is that an homage or a running joke? That's a running joke. Sure. Yeah. Is there anything else about this horse we need to beat? Because it's no, been dead. No, 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 no. Absolutely I, not, dude. No, we could do. I think. I think I'm going to do another show, and it's just going to be about Star Wars, and neither of you guys are invited. That's fine. <laughs> he go. wants to do a show Look, where we're not invited too. Right. So you, I've already I'm got just, my show where you're not I'm invited. I'm just, I'm just saying. Right. That it's it's unfortunate. Who's that the executive the producer on their show? I think the prequels could have been. In theory, or better. In well, the guy that writes the check on the building usually gets executive producer rights, right? Oh, well, then you're the executive producer. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as soon as you start paying me. <laughs> well, no, I do pay you. You're rich in spirit. <laughs> what, are we, what, are we t- what are we talking about here? Anywho, you know, episode. Anywho, can we chop episode five? Oh, my no, God. No, you're not going to chop anything. Pat has a no, serious just, beef with episode five and no, some unanswered seri- questions. I don't have a serious beef with five. I fired. just, no, I, don't, <laughs> I, I have these thoughts. I'm sorry. I just have these thoughts in my no, head. No, it's good. And I want to get them out sometimes, and I just never know it's when the right good opportunity show is. fodder, dude. Hey, you know what gets episode me? Episode five is an anti-movie, okay? It's, it's, it's a movie in reverse in a lot of ways. Okay, it starts with the huge, big action sequence. It's the second and act the, of a three-part story. Yeah, right. and 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 the the ending is just so, you know, I cliffhanger. I just, they call that a cliffhanger, Pat. Yeah, but I just I don't know. I, I I know when I saw it, it was exciting. I don't think I fully understood it. I mean, I was only ten years old, you know. But I just think about how a, a more adult audience would have perceived Episode Five. Okay, let me ask you, you this know, about when, the when, when they see like Luke, they're like, "Oh, Luke's going to defeat Vader. He's going to get revenge for his father and Obi Wan getting killed by Vader." And then he gets his ass beat. You know, it's such an anti movie, in a way. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You mean you're upset because the villain won? No, no, no. I'm not upset at all. That's what I think. Okay. That's why Episode Five is so yeah. Good. It's clearly the best. It's Star so Wars good. It is. Because it's kind of an anti movie. It's 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 uh, you know, a movie in reverse in some ways. I don't know. I right. just Okay, one more thing about Star I, yeah, Wars before we move along, but why would if okay, say for instance you went to an island, right? Mm-hmm. And you were attacked by, say, lava. <laughs> attacked by lava? And you were all burned up. Yeah, lava monster, okay, whatever. Yeah. You're all burned up, it fucked you up. You lost both limbs and an arm and you got all burned up by the lava right. monster. Would you then go back and build a fucking mansion <laughs> in that exact spot? Yeah, I think so. I think so because it, I think it's it's the the thought of uh, confronting your fears. Well, yeah, there, that was actually a concept for the original Just, Star um, Wars movie is that Vader had his castle. Well, they manifested in uh, Rogue One. 
Right. But it's on Mustafar, which I, is the I, same place he got his ass handed to him by Obi-Wan. I, I think just, it's it him kind of like saying, you know, F you to, you know, I was beat here, but I'm going to I'm gonna ultimately defeat it. You know? I mean, he's, he's just taking control of his fear, maybe. I don't know. Right. Well, yeah, because maybe it is a dark side thing, though. That because this is some place that he fears, that builds his dark side power. Maybe. In the same way that Kylo, no. when he gets fear, stabbed, fear instead of pulling it out, he beats to, it in more the fear to only, make the pain make him more powerful? Right. The fear only leads to the hatred. Okay. So he's not scared of anything. Let's see. Hold on. Um, hatred leads to suffering. Since the VP is such a VIP, should we get the PC on the QT? Because if it leaks to the VC, he could be an MIA and we all be on QT. I don't think that he's necessarily striking himself to make himself more powerful. The knee I think bone it's a is connected to the psychological thigh bone. Thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, Darth Maul did use the dark side of the Force to keep himself alive after episode one. Right. Yeah. So, so that they could bring him back in a cartoon and a hologram. No, sir. In an animated series. And a hologram. Uh, well, we're going to see again. I guarantee you that confused a hell of a lot of non Oh, yeah, fans. absolutely. Watch the Clone Wars now. He, you're going to see him again in the next solo cast movie. They should have had Darth Maul come back in episode two they, rather they, than create a new villain in uh, Count Dooku. They had... Um, you know? I mean, they, they, they... You know, when you think about it, Vader was the villain in, in uh, four, five, and six, but you get... Darth Maul in episode one, and then you get Count Dooku in episode two, and then you get General Grievous Grievous in in three. three. They created a new villain each movie. Grievous is like one of the best bad guys. But all three of them are puppets of the real villain, the Phantom Menace. Right. No, I I, I get all that, but by creating new villains, you don't have one villain to kind of root for in a way. I love Grievous, man, as a character. But I, so do I. So good. But what I'm saying is, I think. I, I don't know. I'm just disagreeing with that. I think that through all three prequels, Ian McDermott's, you know, the cha- main villain, editor, yeah. senator, chancellor, and then emperor, right, uh, is the villain that you are, you know, following. Right. Right. I think Charlie's buzzing in on us. All right. So this was kind of a clusterfuck, but we'd like to thank everyone <laughs> for tuning in to Gas, Food, and Lodging on I just, Dollhead uh, Radio. I I thought it was fun because I finally got to. Say a few things that have been on my mind. Yeah, this is but yeah, so I think uh, definitely you need to go I out. I think we and could definitely see... come back and talk about Stephen uh-huh. King. And if you're interested yeah. in just a, a weird, we'll talk about this dark comedy. You need to see the no. King comedy because right now we're talking about hey. it over him. No, you it's fine. What? Either you you don't do it and you don't get a pink slip, or you do and you're fine. You know the other thing about the <laughs> King of Comedy is someone you don't pay. You the can't King, actually just tell him not to come in. Anymore. The King of Comedy is a Martin Scorsese <laughs> film that's have rated seen, PG. Hold on, have you ever seen? Um, John Cusack, Jack Black, uh, DJ, uh, fucking that movie, High Fidelity. High Fidelity, and he talks about how he yes. can't get rid of Jack, he can't fire Jack Black because they just show up, right. The, right? They're not being paid. Office Space, same thing. Milton, they quit paying him, and he I keeps showing stapler. up. He keeps showing up, even though they're not paying him. Where's my stapler? For a Martin Scorsese film, they only say like two curse words in the whole movie. I think that's the movie and he Robert made after Raging Bull, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mar- Mar- Robert De Niro doesn't curse at all. No. But uh, uh, there's an improv line by Jerry Lewis I read where he says, God damn, and then there's another line where they say, God damn. But that's like the only cursing in that entire movie where we were talking about before with like The Wolf of Wall Street where it's like all... Nonstop. 647 F words. Yeah. Did you look that up? Yes. <laughs> okay. I totally just I made it up. Oh, yeah.
Yes, I just totally so, made that up. Yeah, it's just uh, kind of interesting. I just, I just more. thought it was really interesting. That's great. Go to the window. Uh, All right. Thank you for tuning in to Gas Food and Lodging West and beautiful Anaheim. West Anaheim, California. <laughs> I'm Gas. I'm Food. I'm Lodging. Go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, Take your sticking paws off me, you bitch! Well, no shit. What have we got here, a fucking comedian? What's your name, fat body? My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. No, I am your father. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. What kind of a stupid name is that, Fogel? What, are you trying to be an Irish R&B singer? I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old fat. <laughs>